0: It's cool story, cool story. The wheel of time, the ultimate fantasy. It's
1: cool story, cool story.
0: Well, it's been a sacaroni. but been we're a back. <laughs> <laughs> it's only been a couple of days. Thanks for uh, for waiting, and uh, I hope you enjoyed your last Tuesday episode for a while. We're back on our Thursday bullshit. <laughs> uh, so, you know, uh, back next week, we'll be doing episode five on Thursday. So no more bonus episodes in between, but we'll be on our normal Thursday schedule until we get back to the, sh- to the
1: book. Yeah. And hey, if you enjoyed having bonus episodes, you can always sign up for our Patreon. That's At right. patreon.com slash N and Matt.
0: You got it. <laughs> Good segue. <laughs> um okay, episode 4. Episode 4, yeah. Uh I have feelings. I texted you.
1: And you, you said do. shut up. Um okay, listen. Viewers, here's what actually happened. M- Matt texted me and said, "I have in in asterisks feelings about episode 4." And I just replied cuz this was last night, we were recording this morning. I said, "Well, hold your horses." And he sent me a gift that said Sorry to annoy you with my friendship. <laughs> this is what I have to deal with on the daily, people. What was your reply? <laughs> well, tell, tell my reply, world. <laughs> my reply might have been a gift of Ramona Singer from The Real Housewives of New York, screaming, "Calm down." <laughs> okay. <sighs> All right. You instigated it. You you really took took it and and elevated and es-
0: and, and escalated the well, issue. Twenty twenty three. I instigated it. Here we are, you ladies did. and gentlemen, <laughs> and everyone else. I can't believe this. <sighs> okay, folks. Are you ready for episode four? I am. Daughter of the night. She walks again. AKA my nickname. <laughs> <laughs> um well this what
1: this episode opens with what we've seen on Twitter, which is the uh the release of somebody who we don't necessarily know who it is, but I think we all know who it is. It's the release of Land Fear,
0: somebody that you used to know.
1: I loved this scene. Um, I loved the look of his channeling. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved the like gross, bloody, goopiness of Lanfear. Yes, loved
0: I it. I liked the way it looked a lot. I loved the way it looked. I thought it was really cool. It was right what you predicted when we talked in episode. Yes, two. the moon dial. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it, it was more than, so it was right what you predicted in episode two when I said, what do you think we're seeing oh, in yeah. episode three? How are they going to introduce this Forsaken that we've already maybe met? And yes. you are correct. It's right yes. how they did it. And you were correct right from episode three about the moon dial. Mm-hmm. I, okay. I love the way it looks, but I have some thoughts and questions. Number one. Am I wrong in assuming that the Forsaken, when they channel, they should have like the taint on it too? You are wrong because
1: the they don't uh, they don't experience that.
0: Oh, okay. I just thought that because they are serving the Dark One. That no, because
1: uh, as Modian says to Rand when once he severs him from the Dark One. He severs his connection to the Dark One. Mm -hmm. As Modian says, all you've done is ensure that I'll go as mad as you from channeling now. Oh.
0: So they kind of have a buffer from serving the Dark One. Mm, Okay, good. I'm glad I asked. Um, Okay. And it said in the like on Prime if you pause, that this was occurring in the Kyrianian countryside. Yes. So where are they? He looks like he's, like, underground. I was very— Okay, so Davey noticed when they're when he's walking through before he gets to the area where he breaks the seal or whatever we're yeah. calling it, it looks like buildings up ahead, up above him, above the, like, rocky surface. So is he, like, in a valley underneath the city somehow or something? So here's my theory. I think that the seal was, like,
1: placed there and then— Once the breaking of the world began and things kind of got shuffled around, it was kind of like, because he was kind of in like a valley and the seal was sort of above him. But I I don't think it was, I I think this the earth had kind of like shifted its placement a bit.
0: It's interesting. So in this, the seals are going to be in like physical locations, it seems, hidden around the world. That's what it seems like to me. And based on something they say later in the episode, it sounds like each forsaken, quote-unquote, is going to have their own specific seal.
1: Yeah, that's what it seems like, yes.
0: So this is like Ishmael breaking Landfear free by breaking her seal, but isn't her seal already broken? So what is he really doing here? Is this just a, a cool way to show it, like when he channels and it breaks the Aes Sedai symbol above his head?
1: The, well, this is a, a back in time, right? Okay. So she oh, wasn't right.
0: released yet. Duh, duh, Okay, so this is the thing that he found. This is the heart stone broken thing that Doman found. Yes, um, exactly. Got it. Okay, so it's interesting. And then that means that when we see in the first episode, when the little girl is in Teleronriad outside the house and sees that broken um, thing, that's just representative. That's not the actual seal, maybe.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I think that's Ishamael's seal in that scene. And so, if we if we were to see that building again with the sort of statues of seals, my we'd guess see two is now. we'd see two broken.
0: Yeah. Okay. So as they break wherever they really are in Teleronriad, in this like, meeting place where maybe the Boar is or something, um, yeah, we see the seals breaking there.
1: That's what I think. Which I think is kind of a cool way to do it. It's, and yeah. I also I I also like it because I feel like. I'm not sure if Ishamael or, or any of the Forsaken know where all of the seals are, and so I feel like that also gives the showrunners the ability to kind of, like, demonstrate the dark side winning mm-hmm. with showing how many have been released over time, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, and I think if we went back, we could probably see how many seals are there and guess how many Forsaken we're going to see in the show just based on how many seals were available.
1: Yeah. I think that there... I'm trying to remember... Somebody counted the statues?
0: Oh right, okay. Remember
1: Stephen's little statues? Um yeah. I
0: can't remember how many they ended up with though. Hmm. Interesting. Uh my only yeah. thing about the scene that I'm not sure how I feel about yet is Okay. I don't know how I feel about Ishmael's like power level in this show so far. Really? Yeah, cuz I know he is, you know, a, a bad guy for a, a while in the in the books, but him, like, freeing Lanfear mm-hmm. makes it feel like he's, like, the boss of the Forsaken or something. I mean, I guess he was supposed to be one of the most powerful of them, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, he is supposed to be one of the most powerful, and he was kind of always the um, one who seemed to have the most direction from the Dark
0: One compared yeah. to the others. I guess so. I don't know. I just—him being the one that, like, frees her, is he just going to last through the whole series and be, like, the, the main— bad guy. I like how in the books eventually he's not there anymore and we were introduced to the other characters and they're like just as dangerous if not more than he ever seemed to be. Mm-hmm. I like that kind of like surprise element and in this, I mean it's just the beginning but it feels like he's freeing Landfear. Like he's like Landfear's boss or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean he's the first one who got freed so I'm like in my mind I'm just imagining it as he's been freed, and now the Dark One is probably
0: ordering him to free the rest. Yeah. My mind is stuck, I think, with the, the storyline of the book, maybe, because he's gone, and we've seen so many other people pop up, and they're gone. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It feels like I'm in the world of like uh, Forsaken, who, for me, seems so much more sinister and dangerous now than he ever mm. felt in the first few books, you know? So, okay, maybe I'm I having a lot time remembering how he felt. Um, mm, mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think this is when we cut to the opening and come back, right? Yes. And we are with Lady on there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. This was interesting.
1: Yes. I was not expecting to see her again, honestly.
0: No. I thought the same thing. Like last episode, I was like, oh, what a great actress, acclaimed actress for such a throwaway role. Right. And then Here plot she is. twist. She is Moiraine's little sister. hmm. Yes. She's in this very like it feels like a house of decay. It feels like it's Grey Garden's vibes in this in this uh estate that she's living it in. It does. It does. Yeah. Little Edie is here getting ready for the day. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. um does she have a so in the books, does Moiraine have she doesn't have any living siblings, right?
1: In New Spring, she still has a sister who's alive. She's not mentioned in the rest of the series, from what I can recall. Okay, But uh, she's alive in New Spring. And uh, there was discussion of her potentially uh, being the next heir to Kyrian. Mm. But uh, Moiraine was like, she's too stupid, (laughs) (laughs) basically. (laughs) Like, essentially, she... wasn't really, like, thought of for the throne at, right. at at the time of the books. And you know what's funny? Am I stupid? Hang on. Um, what? Bu- 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 You're bu- not stupid, bu- bu- by the way. Thank you. Um, <laughs> apparently, according to Watt.Fandom.com, she has two older older sisters, Anvir being one of them and the other being Inloine. Mm. And Anvir was discounted as a potential successor by the Aes Sedai. She cared little for things other than horses and hawking. No one would trust her temper as a queen. And then her other sister, Inloin, which is a cool name, nice. um, discounted... Um, she cares too much about her children, so she didn't really have time to dedicate to the throne. Mm-hmm. So she apparently has two sisters in the books, but neither of them were considered for the throne. And I don't think we ever hear anything about them after that.
0: Mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so either. I don't. I mean, for me at least. So I thought this. I did I wasn't um, sure how I felt about it yet at this point. But I was like, okay. I mean, I got the feeling that they were doing it to show, like, look. Aes I Sedai I don't age <laughs> and yeah, this is my really, little sister she's older you know
1: yes I actually I feel like they've amped up the whole Aes I Sedai I not aging thing uh, much more obviously than in, in the books to this point and I liked it and I feel like
0: it's that must mean
1: it's, it is cooler yeah and I feel like it also makes a little bit more sense for Moiraine to be as knowledgeable and as badassy as she is because in the books I think she's like 20 something Mm -hmm. maybe a little older and i i like that she's you know in the series probably closer to like 80
0: i mean that she must be when she um sits talks to her sister a little bit later and she's like stay with me i thought she said at first it's been decades six yes like number six but she actually says it's been decades sit. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was like, did they just in- imply that Moraine has been gone for 60 years? That's a right. lot of time to <laughs> explain. Um, yeah. B- but, yeah, it's been decades, she says. So she must have been gone in this version for 20 years Quite at least. While. Yeah. That's kind of very – that's very different. Yes. Um, I, but but I didn't I like, mind that either, though. I mean, I, I yeah. think that they are – hammering it a little bit hard with the Ayesodina aging thing in this way. But I guess it's smart because they can't show them being ageless, so it's a much right more tangible way to show that. But I think I get yeah. it. But at the same time we learn that there's more to this character than meets the eye. So Yes. Um I wasn't ultimately mad about this at all. No. Oh I love the home though. Just the home is just full of paintings and it's it's a hoarder's nightmare. a hoarder's dream, but it I love yes. Um, um,
1: I like how Moiraine hasn't seen her sister in decades and is basically like I need some Gale Danny in red I need a dress ordered I'm very busy and like immediately <laughs> dismisses her sister and is like uh, maybe at lunchtime."
0: yeah very 90 90- very uh, Moiraine very Moiraine <laughs> uh, then um, we get we- a scene of Celine. yes post in fire oh yes very very chill
1: yeah. oh it would have happened okay. no big deal Oh, people are people are building it. It's going to be fine. I love how literally her in burned down and she's like, you know what? I think it's time for a vacation.
0: <laughs> yeah. I must have left a candle lit. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she <sighs> says to Rand that she's going to be going to Kinslayer's Dagger where her family yeah. has a cabin. Yeah. Mm. And she wants her little boy toy to come along. Of course. Of course. I mean, who can blame her? Love it. <laughs> um, I love their, like, I get that the relationship is so different in the show than it is in the books. Like, it's so different the way they, uh, the frequency of which they see each other, the understanding of who she is that he has in this. Like, Celine has a backstory that he believes and understands, and, like, he just has day-to-day yeah. interactions with her versus, like, these mysterious, why do I feel this way around this woman thing. Right. Like, it's so different, but I feel like it. it's the same effect, and it makes more sense— in like a like linear context yes, to see yes, yes, her yes. like with him and like how would they how would someone who is really trying to seduce and trick and earn someone's trust how would they really do that and it would be through these like little acts of day-to-day like building that that sort of relationship you know yes it makes sense yeah, to I, me i think
1: that the changes they made with their relationship are perfect changes right. and um, I think especially when we get to like the scene at the docks in Kyrian oh, yeah. in the fourth book, fifth book it, I think it's going to be even more traumatic for Rand mm-hmm. so like the uh, the fact that we haven't yet even seen well after this episode spoiler alert if you haven't seen the fourth episode I don't know what you're doing listening to this so I'm <laughs> hopefully not spoiling anything for anyone yeah. but at the end of this episode you know he's he finds out that she's Lanfear and I feel like he's going to be like, oh cool, I've been f- like literally fucking the boogeyman for the last like few months. That's like I feel like that's just going to mess with him on such a deep level. I love it.
0: Yeah, and he already has a distrust or uh, trouble trusting women, and has a very complicated relationship with like wanting to protect women but not trusting them a hundred percent. Yes, and I think this is going to just really f him up even more in that way too. Yeah. Ooh, the next scene has something very important happen. Um, okay. And it may not be what you're expecting. Okay. It is the scene in Nynaeve's accepted room, or her new room as an accepted. Yes. Which is adorable. I love the room. It's much bigger and prettier, and she has windows. Mm-hmm. It's still simple, but it's it's way advanced from the last room. Yes. I love it, and I love her new dress, her accepted dress, and you were totally right. It's the eye to eye symbols on her sleeves and the Aja colors. Yeah. And uh, Egwene comes in, and this is the important thing that happens. She has a basket full of honey cakes.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Okay, this is the first time we're... I was very upset in episode three. I didn't mention this. Um, In Nynaeve's Are you about to talk about... Okay, okay. She, in her third arch at one part, says that inside there are honey cakes. And they run inside, and we do not see them. We don't. And I was looking like a hawk for them, but now <laughs> they've they've fixed it and they brought the honey cakes in. Yes. They look like, to me, uh, have you, an, I don't want any judgment from anyone out there if you are like processed foods. Do you know toaster cakes that like process? Like, like the toaster strudels? No. Okay, they're called toaster cakes. They're in the same aisle at the grocery store as like Toast, bre- bread, and breakfasty, <laughs> t- breakfasty by, like type. By the pop tarts, M- no, more like by baked, by baked things. Okay, Like b- by the bakery section, but by like maybe okay. like the prepackaged bakery stuff, and oh, okay. they look like almost like muffin tops, but flatter. Oh, okay. They're almost just like these moist cakes, and they're not the best, but that's the shape of these honey cakes to me. They look just like mm. those, but like a. You know, whatever the fresh version of that, of that is. <laughs> did it look how I expected? What did you no. think? Um,
1: I didn't dedicate my inspection to the honey cakes the way that you did. <gasps> me neither. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> however, I wish to point something out that I feel like only me and one other person on Twitter have noticed this because... Mm. Egwene immediately comes in and like turns into Gollum or Bilbo seeing the ring of power on Nynaeve's hand (laughs) and like wants to like touch it
0: Mm -hmm.
1: but did you notice that they accidentally reused the same footage from what okay go back and just watch that scene Uh you see Egwene notice the ring and look at it and then you know she tries to reach for it Nynaeve pulls away and then they show the exact same footage of Egwene looking at the ring the exact same footage and it it was like it, it, it's like a very Westworld feeling when you
0: see that happen. It's very disturbing to me. Yeah, I know. I know exactly the feeling you mean. I gotta check it out. Yeah, <laughs> I love um, if, catching things like that.
1: If other people notice that, can you like validate that I'm not out of my mind? Because only me and one of the one other person on Twitter have like mentioned it, and it was very like jarring to me. Anyway, I'm gonna check. Um, it out. I liked that Nynaeve is, like, you know, kind of processing that she's, you know, lost these years that she spent loving Lan and having a family and all that. Mm -hmm. Um, She clearly does not seem to enjoy wearing the serpent ring. Yeah, and that's kind of that scene.
0: Yeah, she's struggling still. She's struggle us. She may be accepted, but she has not accepted anything. Oh, God. (laughs) Just give her a saccaroni. (laughs) (laughs) Then we come back to Lan in... Uh Arafel, and he's oh, with... smart
1: um, yeah, I, I forget I just... you're so good at like pausing and paying attention to like the actual location. I need
0: to know <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm grateful uh, for it because I and... forget to do that.
0: <laughs> he's with Alana and her whole like I guess family company, yeah, um, just where she's from I'm... is this where she's from, Arafel, Alana? yeah uh,
1: I think in the book she might be from Eridomon.
0: oh okay. So she's, yeah, so she's, you know, back with her warders and family, and it's a, a warm oh. scene. I'm a liar. She's from Arafel. Oh, so the, they got it right. Um, it's nice. It's like a very warm scene with Alana, and uh, they're joking about Alana's cooking. There's like a joke about her using too much salt, and how no one wants to eat it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, they say something to Lan here. So it's like, you know, one of these scenes. They, I have, I'll talk about this more later, but they really are... Diving very deep into this, Lan is having a hard time um, with Moraine's and him news dynamic thing. Yes, it's very focused. Um, yes, and there's a whole scene dedicated to it. I don't know if it's Alana or one of the arch or one of the warders tells Lan, "Your bond wasn't ripped from you. She took it." Yes. So when they say that, that's like saying that you know she didn't die or she would whatever. It she severed the bond like she took it away right that's how i interpret that yes which is still strange to me because how could she do that if she just can't channel i think that
1: it's i think what they're doing is you know she had masked the bond at the end of season one Mm -hmm. and then when she was you know supposedly stilled but i think shielded by Ishamael, i think it kind of like locked it into permanent mask position
0: Hmm.
1: and so i think that they're sort of like assuming that the fact that she was severed means that the band bond was like given up or whatever i don't entirely know and if i'm being completely honest this is one of the pieces of this episode that i'm like least wild about i i feel like they spent way too much time on this part of the Mm storyline And I, I don't find it interesting enough.
0: I agree. I agree. Like, these moments with Lan in, in Arafel with Alana are funny, and there's, like, little moments where I like some character building that we get with Alana or some of the warders. It could be done in so many other ways that, that don't take 45 minutes in, like, having dinner um, right. and joking about uh, Alana being, like, s- sexual. Like, I get it. Right. She likes men. She's a green Aja Got it. I liked the line of where does the third one go? That cracked me up. <laughs> um, I rolled my eyes. I'm going to be honest. I was like, all right, we get it. We get it. We get it, Alana. You love men. If you're not going to show me scenes, let me tell you something. If I'm not seeing three uh, a hardcore scene right sex- at you, <laughs> yes, I'm not interested in hearing about it. Um, uh Yeah, I agree,
1: because we have the scene with Alana walking with Lan after he's peeing. We have the scene with Lan and Maxim at the well. And we have the scene with Lan and Yvonne meditating. And I feel like... one of all three. At least one of those, probably two of those, could have been merged in some way. Um, Two
0: of them could have been cut, and the first one could have been shortened. That's how I feel. I agree. Like, because...
1: The whole thing is where, like, Maxim, I think, finds the note with the prophecy. Kind that could have happened yeah. while Alana was walking with Lan. We right. didn't need the vent. But I feel like the, the scene at the well... They were sort of, like, setting it up for, like, even... You know, because Maxim is like, I'm always... My bond is always masked, except when we're fighting or fucking. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's setting up land for, like, you can still be her warder, even if that bond isn't there. So I feel like he's setting it up for land to make
0: that choice if he wants to. I'm over it. But I just... I feel like they could have really trimmed that down. Yeah, I'm really... I think it's, like, by the time they reunite, I'm not even going to care anymore. I'm going to (laughs) be honest with you. Um... Okay, and then, but she says, "Okay, Alana tells Lan that uh, in the scene when he's when they're walking that uh, Nynaeve is going to go through the arch, which I thought was interesting because that is what happens in her third vision." Lan says, "I came to you because Alana told me oh, you were Alana taking told the me. test." Oh yeah, so it kind of shows the viewer maybe that these things that you know Nynaeve is so curious if they're true or not that they really are like possibilities. You know what I mean? Yeah, Because it's just one... That that s- still happened. Um, yes, yes, yes. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, and other than that, she says to Lan that something happened to him Mo- when ran years ago that changed her. Yeah, what, what do you think it's going to be? No effing clue. But like, they better not make it dumb. That's how I feel. Because like, <laughs> I, I'm so over these scenes with Lan on his own. I can't believe I'm saying it because I'm obsessed with Lan in the books. Yeah. This is like making him... This doesn't feel LAN to me. This feels like lovesick. I, I don't know what this is. I don't I'm not loving it. So Yeah, I don't I'm love it either. I'm ready out. for it to be done. Yeah. Speaking of which, we cut to the next scene. <laughs> and Moiraine is in her old room, it looks like, at her at her estate. Playing with her dollhouse, mm-hmm. taking the dust covers
1: off of everything, sniffing her container of joints. Yes. Okay,
0: Myrene. <laughs> <laughs> she does um, have like an interesting, like a cool moment where she like unveils a mirror, and at first she like looks at herself, and then she kind of like can't look at herself for too long, and it's like, oh, she's seeing herself. She's still not fully ready to see herself unsolicited as a non-channeler. Lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved her dress though. Oh my god, yes, obsessed. Um, so, so okay. she she snatches a red wine that she needed to go see Logain. And she goes to see uh, Celestine at the hospital. Asylum um,
1: is what I've been saying. But. There
0: you go. Celestine is the name of the book, too, isn't it? Is Celestine it? Celestine or something. I felt like that was a name. I don't think it was anyone significant, but I feel like that's the name of the book. I tried to look it up and I didn't see it, though. So maybe it's. Oh, just... she's an Aes Sedai of the Yellow Aja in the books. So. Oh, okay. I thought it sounded familiar.
1: Hmm, good job. Um, eh,
0: I imagine they make her an Aes Sedai, and that's a secret. Uh, (laughs) But she says, okay, yeah, you can go see Loghain. She's a little icy about it, but shows her to go see him. And uh, she, you know, Loghain doesn't know that Moiraine is shielded or gentled or whatever, stilled. So he thinks she's dangerous, luckily, um, Mm -hmm. because she uses this to her advantage and shows up just like she normally would saying like, What's going on? Have you trained Rand? Like, I want you to. I sent him here, just like I sent you here. Do your job.
1: Yeah, I like the reveal that she has orchestrated Rand and Loghain showing up here.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Very, very much like Moiraine would be in the book.
1: Yes, very puppet mastery. Mm -hmm,
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I do like when
1: he says, I should kill you on the spot. And she says, you tried that once. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she. I love that she like she can't channel, he can't channel, but she's still like, I'm in
0: control in this situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also love that she brings Login the wine and he smacks it out of her hand. And I thought he loves making people bring him wine to just throw it on the ground. <laughs> like that is his thing. He actually hates gildan wine. He's a, yeah. He is a, what do you call that? The person at the restaurant that knows all about wine. Sommelier. A sommelier. Logan is a sommelier. And he's not impressed with gildan reds, and he just wants no. people to bring them here so no one else has to drink them.
1: Right. This uh, wine has notes of fuck you. <laughs> Um I think it's so dark that Moraine is literally like bargaining with giving him a a, knife. a way to die by suicide in exchange for teaching Random like dang Moraine like I I like that because I feel like it really shows how she's like the only thing that matters is him prevailing.
0: Mhm. Yeah and it it they say that in the books a lot like that people who don't who lose their channeling ability Mm -hmm. Uh, many end up dying by suicide so it it just shows that like she and for her to say something in there like uh, I know the feeling of not having what you want or something she says something to imply to the viewers but not to Loghain enough that she knows what he's going through yeah and it's like ooh it makes you wonder like has she has that flashed in her mind in her mind Mm -hmm. ooh dark but um, Um. Loghain's like he kind of like looks like he's like all right, I'll do it
1: yeah I like in the next scene where we see Elaine and Egwene mopping, Mm -hmm. um, particularly because if you pay attention to the way that they're both mopping you can like I just feel like maybe this is me reading too much into it but I feel like Egwene you can tell that she is exper- an experienced mopper and Elaine is sort of just like we like her hand position and the way she's moving the mop is clear like she's
0: never held a mop in her life 100% I noticed the same thing 100% oh, at least I'm with, so e- glad. with Elaine I was like you could tell she does not know what she's doing
1: also this <laughs> scene um, like Uncovered a a like recovered a memory for me of do you remember the King's Quest games by Sierra? Yes. Okay. Do you remember the Perils of Rosalina... Perils of Perils of Rosella. Perils of Rosella. The fourth one where you're the
0: the blonde woman. I don't remember the one I played the most. You were you could be. I don't I don't remember which one it was. You you go ahead. (laughs) Okay, so in the Perils
1: of Rosella, there is like you have to kind of like keep the house clean of the wizard that's like keeping you um, imprisoned mm-hmm. and I just remember that when she the way she uses a broom in the game is she just swings the broom back and forth <laughs> like basically not really actually sweeping anything just like kicking up dust and I just remember like the first time that my mom was like oh do you want like basically like can you help me sweep I did it like that she was like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> like you're just like
0: throwing dust everywhere <laughs>
1: Oh anyway.
0: Oh my god. I the one I remember the most, and maybe someone will remember which King's Quest this is, this is one moment of it I remember so vividly, because it cracked me and my brother up so much. There's a scene in one of the King's Quest games where you're doing some kind of quest where it has to do with water and like the, the quality of it. Mm-hmm. And you have to taste the water to see if it's if it's correct or not for some reason. Mm-hmm. And if you taste it and it's correct. The character goes, Mmm, fresh. But if you taste it and it's not, it goes, ugh, salty. (laughs) I don't know why. That, (sighs) I remember that, the audio of those two things, for some reason, me and my brother like playing the game and making them say it over and over again and just cracking up. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) If anyone knows what King's Quest the game that is, please let me know. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, okay, so we go back, and uh, they, they're they mopping the room. They're talking about... Um,
1: Egwene is, like, upset that Nynaeve doesn't seem to be, like, uh, open with her in the way she used to be before the accepted test.
0: Right. And I also, in this moment, there's a scene right after this, when they're talking, where we see Nynaeve kind of, like, walking through the hall. And they do a really cool thing. I was like, maybe I'm looking at this too deeply. But you see... Nynaeve in her accepted dress walking past two novices and they both bow to her. Um, Yes. And then, as Nynaeve, then, and then we see a few random Aes Sedai walk past the same novices and kind of scoff at them. But then they walk past Nynaeve and they don't even blink at her. And Nynaeve is looking at them expecting a reaction and they don't look at her at all. And I thought it was Mm. just so. It was like 10 seconds just showing the hierarchy of how things have changed. Silently, and I thought it was so clever. Yeah. Love that. But Nynaeve is on her way to talk to some warders, because she's probably going there to train with Yvonne and Maxim, but they're not there. So she no. talks to a random shirtless boy who flirts with her and says, please don't be a red.
1: <laughs> right, like, I'm so horny, and I desperately want to be your warder. And I would have been like, you
0: got it, bud. Mm-hmm. And then there's Leandrin skulking in the shadows in the background being given a mysterious letter. Mm-hmm. Which I'm sure is telling her that Leandrin or that Landfear walks. I think it's. I think it's the orders to bring Nynaeve. Ooh, you're probably right because you know what I thought when I saw that? I was like, oh, she just got the same letter that Alana gets later on. Yeah, which made me think, why are they getting the same letter? Yeah, I think
1: it's the orders.
0: Mm, Like tonight's the night. Tonight is the night. So then, um, we oh (laughs) we cut to the scene of Leanne in the Ammerlands study and uh, Leandrin barging in.
1: Um, Leanne is um, serving the C-word in this scene.
0: Oh, uh, yes. Her outfit
1: and her attitude are amazing.
0: Everything. That shawl she has, the things on her ears, I'm obsessed with her look. And when Leandrin says to her, when's the last time you've spoken to the Emerlin?" She turns around and says that while the Amaralyn's gone, she's in charge and quote, I speak with the Emerlin every time I open my mouth.
1: I loved that line.
0: obsessed. Obsessed. And
1: Leandrin's, you know, if she falls, you'll fall with her. Mm -hmm. I was wondering, so some people have been like, is she going to be combined with Elida? But I think Rafe has confirmed we're getting Elida.
0: I was thinking Um, the same thing, but I I thought we had discussed Elida being a character.
1: Yeah, but I wonder if they're going to combine Leandrin with (gasps) Ooh, Yeah,
0: because we haven't seen her at all. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Ooh, interesting. But there w- so, would she be there at the same it time? It would definitely
1: be some sh- sh- some shifts in storyline because it would mean that Leandrin isn't off, like, gallivanting the right. way that she is in the books. But I think
0: it could work still. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Who yeah. would they have sort of being the leader of the Black Aja with them? I mean, I
1: suppose Leandrin could still be giving the orders and, like, you could get, you know, Joya Baye
0: or the bald bald one. Yes. Who knows? Interesting. Okay. We will see. Although I I guess she's dead by the end of the fourth book. Yeah. But then again, you know, Uno just died here and he's alive at the end of the fifth book or the beginning of the fifth book, Sixth book. Yeah. So. Yeah. Who knows? Um, Okay. So we have the Leandrin scene and she walks out and has that ominous thing she says to her and then we cut to Perrin and Elias and they are in um, Aradamon oh look at you <laughs> I was like they're in the woods <laughs> they're in the wood they are in the woods and I loved this whole scene I really like this this interaction between Perrin and Elias about what's happening to Perrin what it means to be uh, a wolf brother we we hear the word for the first time Yes, I I liked the,
1: when he's like, am I going to become a wolf? And he says, don't Don't be be stupid. stupid. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, I thought the like vision sending languagey stuff was pretty cool.
0: Me too. It's going to be, I thought it was going to be hard to explain that because it's sort of feelings and, you know, so I thought that was clever. Although when I first saw the, um, the stag, I was like, okay, this is a little bit (laughs) reminiscent of another fantasy series. (laughs) Oh, like the Patronus? Yes. (laughs) I got it. Yeah. They could have done a different animal. <laughs> That's
1: funny. I didn't even make that connection until you said it. <laughs>
0: uh, but yeah, I thought this was cool, and I liked. It was a little emotional, even when he's telling him when Pop- Hopper gives him his name. Yeah, that was sweet. Cute. I really liked that. I got a I got a little teary eyed. I don't know, um, buddy. And I will say this: this scene and this episode have gotten me warming up to the depiction of Perrin in the epi- in the show a little bit more. Okay, good. This is the more of the parent I know. The curious, worried, kind of unsure of himself guy who's A struggling, you know? <laughs> but he's got the heart, the biggest heart. Yeah.
1: <sighs> um, And then we see Lan maybe read... God. The note. So okay. So here's the thing. Again, I'm. I let's skip over this really quickly because I don't care. Yeah. But Lan, Lan. like reads the note. I think. And then later on, we see Alana and Maxim and Yvonne talking, and and Alana's like, he can't know that it's about
0: Lanfear. But like, he read the note. Yeah. And Lanfear's name. Even if it's an old tongue, Lanfear's name is clearly spoken out loud as Lanfear. Right. In so, the note. So I, I don't know what I he was reading. Yeah. I don't know anyway. I know. But, you know, he blah, already, blah, blah, there he blah. is reading a note, and they talk about masking a bond, and you could still be Moraine's best friend. Bye. Yeah. I will say Maxim is hot, so I don't mind looking at him. Oh, sure. Yvonne and Maxim are both hot, for sure. Yeah. I don't mind looking at them at all, but I would like to look at them fighting with Nynaeve, to be honest. or, or Right, fucking... or doing anything besides <laughs> talking about Lan's
1: feelings. <laughs> God.
0: Oh, my God. They're making him. Anyway. So, okay, you know, we do then all we get that. More... Um, okay.
1: Okay. Wait, the next thing we get is Moiraine in the middle of Kyrian. Here's my favorite thing, is when she talks to her sister, Anvir, at the beginning of the episode, she's like, I need to keep a low profile when when I'm here in Kyrian. And then she's, like, standing in the middle of the foregate wearing, like, a fucking ball gown around all of these peasants. And everyone's looking at her. (laughs) Right, exactly. I'm like...
0: Uh, do we not understand what keeping a low profile means? Yeah, exactly. Everyone uh, is staring anyway. at her. She's like Violet Beauregard in purple rolling through the city. Yes. Everyone is staring at her, and she's yes. like, what? Um, she goes but she's to the... trying to
1: find out where Rand went by talking to that gate guard.
0: Yeah, whose name in the show is—I um, yeah. wrote it down because I wonder if it's a throwback, if they're going to have this character in the show. Sandar. His name is Sandar. Oh, like Jewelin? Yeah. Do you think we're going to have Juilin in the show? I don't, I doubt it. I think he's probably going to be eliminated. Yeah. So I wonder if naming him Sandar was just kind of like, hey. A little Easter egg. Yeah. But he's kind of prickly to Mermaid. Well, he is not prickly. He just has nothing to say to her. He doesn't know where Rand has been. He's just seen a redhead. You figure it out. Um, (laughs) And then we get Celine and Rand at Kinslayer's Dagger.
1: Okay. This was a moment where, again, I feel like. Every time Celine is on screen, I'm uh, fucking obsessed with her. Same,
0: just like uh, Rand, just like everyone is around her because, because of her uh, allure.
1: She's talking about how she lied about her, her family having a cabin here, and she used to come here with a man that she was like once in love with. Mm-hmm. And she says something about like oh, to Rand, like you're too young to have a past. And he replies, you'd be surprised. And you, if you didn't watch her face during that moment, you need to go back and watch it because you can see like the barely suppressed rage at Ooh. him like acknowledging that he has a past other than her. Oh, I got to see. It's so good. <sighs> like you can just see her like barely <laughs> clinging to the madness of wanting to just absolutely go batshit at him. Mm. Um, but I like the line of like, you know no one and no nothing gives you what you want if you want something you have to
0: take it like she's ugh. yeah it's just this so good, good. and so just good. her talking about the man she once loved and it's clearly loose yes, and, yes. yeah I, I loved it
1: <sighs> okay then we get Matt and Min playing and dice water. yeah
0: cute cuz i know, love getting close to Matt and his luck and dice and stuff
1: yes um i didn't mind this love- scene
0: i'll reserve my comments about Matt and Min's uh, relationship and stuff and
1: for now. <laughs> but we learn that Ma- Min is supposed to meet somebody in the attic. She's not sure who, but she tells the barkeep like send him up when or send them up when they get here.
0: Yeah, and that's the same room she's going to send Matt to evidently. Right? Um or no, I don't think to. so. She's I think going she's to. going to. Yeah. yeah. Cuz they have separate rooms, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um okay. Then we get Leander and Nynaeve
1: talking about the pain of what they experienced in the arches and uh you know, holding on to something in this world that's truly yours, yeah, um, and I like you know again, we're kind of referencing the sort of like curse of living hundreds of years when other people you know die in a hundred or less
0: mm-hmm. um in the books though you're not really allowed to talk about what happens in the arches right
1: no you're so- well you're you're really not supposed to and and you know they're both kind of uh, vague about it, other than you know
0: 90 saying she lost her daughter and whatever. Yeah, I thought it was interesting, and at, at first I was kind of annoyed because I was like, well, you're not really su- supposed to be forbidden. But at the same time, knowing who Leandrin is and why she's uh, so interested in Nynaeve, it w- even if it was forbidden, it would make sense that she would be breaking that rule and not caring that Nynaeve was breaking the rule. Yeah, but, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. you know, just, I wasn't too mad about it. But I thought that was a weird change. And, the, you know, they are really exploring this whole, like, I said die, don't don't age the same way and they watch everyone else that they knew perish, you know? Mm
1: -hmm. They don't
0: really explore that in the books. In my mind, in the books, it feels like just a a choice that they are aware of that they have to make when they become an Aes Sedai and they seem to uh, abandon their their previous life their lives yeah it's interesting
1: I feel like as we get further into the books you'll see the see a little bit more of this dynamic I think
0: okay Cool. Um, yeah I like that they're exploring it in the show so um, I hope we see it more in the books because I always wondered like what is that like we've seen Rain yeah. go back to Kyrian but it's it was sort of of no major circumstance you no, know yeah but how yeah. would it be for someone with real family and stuff
1: I like also you know naive naive leander and saying like you have to find a piece of the world that belongs to you and hold on to it and then when it's gone you find another and naive asking or like have you found another and i feel like
0: that's like setting us up for the dark friendery reveal oh you know what it reminded me of it reminded Mm. me of the conversation that swan has with leanne after they're stilled about like trying to find something oh yeah yeah that's true to be positive about when it's like or else it kind of reminded me of that moment too
1: yeah. Um, then we And get then Alana. she tells her about... Oh, go ahead. Well, she tells her about Perrin being captured.
0: But. Oh, right. Perrin and Loyal, an Ogier and a blacksmith, have been captured in the Westlands. Yes. Mmm. So that must five, be the note she got. Yeah, that you're 100% right. I didn't even pick that up at all, that that was the note she got. I was so dead set on it being the Alana note. <laughs> and then we get Lan in the waters, meditating, who cares? I... I literally didn't even take a note on it because I'm like, all right, whatever. Here's my note: Land in the waters. Can I say I'm over it? That's my entire yeah. note on the scene
1: because nothing
0: happens. Alana gets a letter like Land printed, but a different letter. <laughs> and this is the letter sent. "This is the prophecy." Land fears walks again, and oh no, she—that's the letter that they took from Land's bag.
1: Oh, oh, okay,
0: okay, this got it. I did not catch that. Okay, that makes more sense. But yeah,
1: it's, it's the Landfear reveal.
0: And then um, we cut to Anvier in a scene in her <laughs> estate, and Moiraine is like trying to get out of talking to her sister again. Yes. So she uh, uh, ambushes her in her own room. I loved it.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And I, I honestly love this scene. This is when I was like, okay, I'm not mad about this character now.
1: Agreed. Yes, I like this. I like that she out Game of Houses Maureen for a
0: minute. Yeah, she's like, by the way, I know you're running around town trying to find out about this redhead uh, boy, and just so you know, all of your eyes and ears are mine now. So I know exactly right. who you spoke to, and if you want to know what you want to know, you have to have tea with me politely. So yeah, sit. <laughs> Loved it. <laughs> yeah, um, I love this. And Maureen is like speechless, which we haven't really yeah. seen her much in the series yet.
1: Yeah, I liked the. It's interesting. Her son is going to marry the queen, which makes me wonder if her son is like Bartheness or somebody. I'm curious to see how that's all going to play out, and and also like if Rand somehow ends up ruling Kyrian because the rulers were killed or died or something. Is that going to cause conflict
0: between Rand and Moiraine somehow? Mm -hmm. And it seems like. They're alluding to Moiraine and, like, their uncle and stuff like that and the history of their family. But they're not giving them the same sort of, in my mind, not the same sort of, like, um, stature in Kyrian? Well, right. So I think what's happening is, I
1: think the uncle she's referencing is Lamon, the Mm -hmm. one who cut down Vendisora and started the Aiel War and ruined House Damadred. So. I think that we'll probably get a little bit more of that history once we get like more introduced
0: to the IEL. Okay, yeah, I'm wondering how much of that is going to be the same as the books because they don't yeah. feel important at all. Right, I agree. Game, you know. Oh, okay, and then we cut to a scene <laughs> with Nynaeve, No, sorry, Egwene and Lane drunk.
1: <laughs> yes. I loved it, where Tipsy, I- Egwene least. is like, do you want to trade lives? And Elaine's like, mm, no, I'm like, I'm fine being a princess. Elaine is
0: like a bad influence. <laughs> I know. I love it. <laughs> I love it, too. Uh So uh, they're, you know, hanging out drinking, and they say, and Nadia pops in and says what she's doing. At first, she tells Egwene, I- I- Elaine, to beat it. Was that just not the best,
1: eyes. where she's like, it's my room, and she, and Nynaeve doesn't respond,
0: just like, stares at her until she gets up and leaves. It was <laughs> <Yeah>. so good. <laughs> so she leaves, and, you know, Nynaeve is like, I'm leaving to go help our friends. I know you don't care, but I'm going to go. And she's like, of course I'm going to help you. Don't you see? Like, why don't you understand why I want to become powerful here? Like, yeah. it's to help our friends. It's to protect our friends. So she's yeah. like, I'm coming. And then they are, you know, on their way out. They're walking through... The secret corridor that Nynaeve knows about because of Leandrin. And uh, right behind them is Elaine. She's like, of course I'm following you. <laughs> right. Um, but the the joy is short-lived because they pop upon Leandrin out of nowhere. Yes. And she says to Elaine, you are a complication. And, and then she bodies all of them. Boom, right into the wall. Boom Clap boom clap the sound of my voice (laughs) uh davy who of course doesn't know what's happening yet is still i wonder what viewers are thinking because this is the last we see of the girls in this episode yes and davy's like i still don't know if i could trust leandrin a little bit maybe because he's like maybe he want he wanted her to go there he's like why did he want Nynaeve to go there and he still thinks she could be almost like an anti-hero or something you know what I mean Oh, okay. Like a s- interesting. so I wonder if viewers watching who don't know the series are like this might not be completely bad yet oh right yeah you know what I mean he's expecting yeah. maybe for them to wake up in an area that's that's helping Nynaeve in some way okay interesting. which is interesting because we I was like damn okay so that scene happens are we about to get your strong feelings now Yes, because I wrote next, Min's scene. I took no notes, just the word hate. Um, <laughs> here's here's my view of the scene. This is what happened. So we got to cut to a scene of Min in sort of a nightmarish thing. Like, I guess this is supposed to be some sort of flashback of her experience. And yes. it shows her with... Um, Older women placing her in a chair, forcing her to fortune tell people, and, you know, ordinary people being put before her, and she sees terrible things, and she's horrified. Yes. I am unimpressed. Um, (laughs) And then we cut to her sitting with the dark one, or with um, Ishmael, who she's meeting up there, right? Yes. And she bargains with him, basically. He's telling her, you're going to do what I want. And, oh, I didn't know it was going to be you. I thought it was just the eyes to die. No, no, it's me you're serving. No, I changed my mind. No, you can't change your mind. You're going to do what I say, and Mount's going to do whatever you say. And, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> oh, but I don't want to. Do you want me to take your visions away? I do, but I'm scared. Yeah. That's my view of the scene. I...
1: Liked this scene uh, Contrary to your uh, Attitude Um, I thought it was A good way to show Because in the books they they do a bit But they don't really go You know how in every TV show when somebody is like Psychic or empathic and things like that Mm -hmm. It's really traumatizing to them Mm -hmm. And I feel like they don't really explore that much with men in the books, but I like that they're doing that in the show because I feel like seeing horrific things like people being stabbed or children dying or, uh, you know, women being abused or whatever is very traumatic to see. And so it makes sense to me why she would want, especially if she, her life has been exploited in a carnival and then exploited by Aes Sedai, it makes sense to me why she would want to get rid of it and i don't think she had any sense to this point that she was bargaining essentially bargaining with the devil to get rid of it and so i thought this all was good i liked the editing of the conversation with ishamael um and i thought it gave min's character some interesting motivation so yeah. i liked this scene
0: yeah i i did not i
1: that's okay you're entitled I, to your wrong opinion.
0: No, you're entitled <laughs> to yours. I feel like the scene of her that they showed with like the the crystal ball—literally a crystal ball, by the way—in. Um, well, she
1: was a carnival
0: attraction. It's the wheel of time. It is not the circus. <laughs> Well, it literally was the circus. Uh, I, exact. That's what I'm saying. It is like, <laughs> it's like this Barnum and Bailey circus. It's not like the circuses in The Wheel of Time. It felt okay. very American Horror Story to me. That's what it felt like. I felt like I was watching a scene out of American Horror Story of someone having a flashback to having to give fortunes, and then the fortune, sh- the the way they depicted it was not that horrifying. Like the things she was seeing were scary, but not scarier than the visions she's seen. And her face that she had every time she saw a vision was like such shock and horror. She is how old in this in this show? In her twenties? Probably
1: like in her late twenties, early thirties.
0: She's in her late twenties, early thirties, been doing this her whole life, been struggling with struggling with this, evidently, in the show. In the books, she struggles with it. She doesn't like it. Every time she has a vision, it's you know, whatever. But she doesn't panic. Her face isn't wincing people aren't noticing very few people know she even has this power why does everybody know so much in the books what is the explanation that everybody seems to know she has this power why would she have told everybody to the fact where she's being exploited it doesn't make any sense to me it feels so shoehorned in there (laughs) like i just don't get why she has this reaction when she has a vision it feels so visceral and obvious if she's been literally living this way. If we're meant to believe she's lived a life for 30 something years and she has been dodging and escaping Aes who have been capturing her to use for her own things, as well as been in a circus that she escaped from, with it just. Then why are you so nothing? How are you so, like, wily and. I don't know. It just feel and the, the men in the book does not feel like someone who would ever, ever, ever be so interested in something so self-focused, for better or for worse, hmm. over other people. Um, where she's yeah. like – it just feels – I don't – I don't know. She
1: doesn't – I mean, other than imprisoning her – I was going to say, she doesn't really have any reason to believe that her, like, Leandrin asking her to bring Matt to wherever she's supposed to bring him is sinister, like, truly sinister in nature. Um,
0: But I mean, look at how she reacts around Leandrin. She knows she's dangerous. She knows she's not, like, a good guy. And she she doesn't trust Aes Sedai because they've always used her. So she knows mm -hmm. it's not going to be a good thing whether she's, like, turning her head to the blind eye. But... In the book, she's willing to be Elmendretta and do something she hates and is super-duper uncomfortable for with for people she doesn't even fully trust or know if she could trust. And she's willing to do this whole ruse, but in the show, she's swayed by Leandrin to get Moiraine off her back. Well,
1: know. maybe that'll make the—if she ends up going down that same route with, like, Elmendretta and all of that, maybe that makes it all the more impactful because she, like— is now willing to do these things for people that she cares about
0: uh, I know I've talked about it a lot it's my one thing in this episode and in the series so far that I am like very opposed to so far we'll see how it goes right now very upset still okay <laughs> um, anyway so that's the scene and, and uh, do you have anything else to say about the scene now that I've blah 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 about it <laughs>
1: Um, I just, I liked, again, the the sort of, like, dreamlike editing of Mm Ishmael, and I liked his quick channeling. I I thought that was cool.
0: Um, (sighs) But we can move on to the scene by the fire. Mm, Okay, so this is Rand, right? Yes. He's outside. Is he outside? Yeah, he and Lanfear are, like, kind of, they have fallen asleep by the fire. Oh, right, right, right. And he awakens, and there's a mysterious shadowy he, there's a sh- from behind him i thought this was really cool the way the uh shadow from the back of like a grave or something or statue became a fade yes oh i loved that like little effect i guess i thought that was cool too i was like oh there it is <laughs> uh oh, then he finds he's fighting a fade he's defenseless he's you know out in the open with with Celine there you know to him just a regular ordinary woman that he wants to protect and there's that whole battle scene between him and the um fade which he protects Celine from and channels and burns up to a crisp what did you think about this
1: okay i thought that was cool and then i liked Celine's sort of like freak out for mm-hmm. a minute and i thought that rand's acting and this was really good where he's like I haven't gone mad like you know me right and Mm -hmm. like he reaches for her and she pulls away and it just reminded me of that scene you know that gif that people post of Ralph Wiggum from The Simpsons where Bart is like playing the um, TV and he says if you pause it you can watch the exact moment where his heart rips in half no it's oh I'll send you the gif (laughs) it's like exactly that moment where you can just see him like heartbroken that she's you know, supposedly for this moment he believes, like terrified of him and thinks he's a monster and is Mm -hmm. like, you know, I'll go, I understand. And, you know, they say when men go mad, they kill the people they love first, so I'll go as far away as I can. And she's like, are you saying you love me? And, you know, explains that he's not a monster. This is just part of his nature. He shouldn't hide it. And. All I could think during the scene was, like, oh, my God, he is going to be so fucked up from this when he realizes, like, everything that's happening.
0: I know. I thought this was great (gasps) acting from them.
1: Also, I really loved when she said, again, referencing her—because she can never shut up about Luz Theron. When she was explaining, like, you have to give someone a chance to love all of you. And basically, like, implied that the reason Luz Theron didn't love her was because— she hid part of himself, herself from him, and like if she had just let him see all of that, then he would have still loved her. Mm-hmm. Instead of like r- recognizing that she's a monster, and the reason he didn't love her was because she was like a power mad evil, <laughs> evil monster. <laughs> right. But I just I loved that delusion where she was like, oh, if if I had just let him see all of me, then he would have still loved me. And you know, I want to see all of you, and blah blah blah.
0: Yeah, I thought that was. I thought this whole scene was really great. Like it was yeah. so cool the way and that Brand's reaction. You're right. Like how he's like, "Don't be afraid. Like I'm okay." And it's like he's sort of in denial. He doesn't believe it himself. Yeah. And it was all ramping up to what I knew <gasps> we were going to find out shortly. Yes. So we get some more bondage bondage sex
1: mm-hmm. moments with her, with him, and Celine. Mm-hmm. And we're getting the reveal of the blood calls blood uh, prophecy. prophecy.
0: And oh, yeah, it's being she, read by Yvonne, right? Or yes. someone,
1: yeah. With, like, interspersed her mounting him and her rising from the bloody goop with mm-hmm. Ishamael at the beginning. And then she says, I'm a monster, too. And then she starts to, like, shimmer from some sort of channeling. Yeah, and like, then, she's, like,
0: shaking. It's, it's kind of cool, like, uh, the way they were doing that. I was wondering what they were going to do.
1: Yes. And then suddenly, sword through the chest, Wayne grabs her hair, slits her throat, and throws her to the ground. <laughs> I was not
0: expecting that at all. Oh, m- Davey and I watched it for the first time together, and then I took notes when I rewatched it. So yes. I was, my mouth was agape. <laughs> I <laughs> gasped all the breath out of my body, and my hands were like on my chest
1: <laughs> for yes. like the
0: whole rest of the episode. I could not believe what i just saw
1: no and then rand initially gets really pissed because he basically thinks that moiraine killed his lover
0: on top of him he's covered in her blood
1: right he's (laughs) like i was just about to bone and (laughs) you you ruined it yeah um and then uh she explains that that's land fear the most dangerous of the forsaken and he's like you killed her and she said i can't we need to run and then we see them run out the door and then Fear's body
0: blinks. Mm-hmm. And has a little bit of a smile.
1: And her eyes turn
0: black. Mm-hmm. What was Davy's reaction to the scene? He did not see it coming, which I was so happy. Good. Because I did feel at the beginning of this episode that kind of spoiled it a little bit. Okay. And I was hoping he didn't see that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, good. Because when she said to him on the uh, Kinslayer's dagger, you have to take what you want. I was like, oh, no, yes. they're kind of like giving it away. I hope not. But he was still shocked. Um and he yeah. was like I, I it was hard for me to get his reaction like I wanted to because I was not expecting what I saw either. <laughs> so right. I was just blown away. And at first when she did that, I was like did they just fucking kill Lanfear? I know. Are you kidding me? But then of course uh, duh, duh. and she's like I couldn't. I was like, "Oh my god, this is going to be interesting. Now he knows. Will he still have that weird effect she's still gonna have that weird effect on him i'm sure when he sees her mm-hmm. she's probably gonna show up to some of the other um boys i just can't believe what i just i'm saw. so
1: curious to know too like the you know based on the fact that um when he left her at a party she nearly came completely unhinged mm-hmm. i can't imagine she's going to react particularly well to this um but i am so so interested in the change to like i couldn't have killed her kind of thing and like her clearly not being dead yeah because like in the books you know if you cut off their head they'd be dead but i i actually really like this change because i feel like it makes them a lot scarier Mm -hmm. um and it makes me wonder like is balefire gonna sort of be the only way to kill the forsaken
0: yeah, I'm wondering. Do you? No, I was gonna say. Do you think they're gonna make her not be Celine anymore? Is she gonna show up as someone else? I think it still has to be her. Yeah, and if, I'll be sad if it's anybody else because I'm obsessed with this actress. What about when we see Landfear as um what's her name at the menagerie? Not the menagerie. Um, in the Aiel Waste. Yeah,
1: I think the if they do if they do that whole thing, I think she'll be somebody else. Gotcha. Interesting. Okay. Because that would be another good reveal of like watching her dissolve
0: into Celine. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, okay. And then at the end of that scene, at the end of the episode, they, they show us preview for next week. Did you watch it? Oh, I did not. I'm, I haven't seen it. Okay. Do you want me to tell you what they say? Um, sure. Go ahead. So we see a scene. They keep doing, by the way, I'm sure Lieutenant is probably correct. Yes. It makes me want to scream. I know, it's so British. Stop. <laughs> but anyway. We see the thing about the strongest lieutenant has been set free again. And then they show a scene of, um, like, over multiple scenes, you hear them say that Lanfear's seal has been broken, uh, specifically Lanphier's seal, and that if he releases all of them, there's no hope. And then we see mm. shots of the Sean Chan guy um, who's got the things on his face and he's opening the horn oh. of Villiers. Turok, yeah. Thank you. Um, and he says, if with this, we could probably, you know, kill we, everybody. We basically. could
1: own the whole world Yeah. whatever he says. Yeah. And then
0: we see that next episode, we're going to be introduced to Avienda because <gasps> they yeah. show her in her shawl, Shufa, doing some fighting.
1: Yes, I okay. I have seen that clip,
0: and it looks like they're introducing her in place of the um, Aiel who they find, it, who I think Matt finds in the cage, or is it Perrin? Perrin finds her in the cage. Him? Oh, Gall. Yeah, yeah. Gaul. I think because we see her in a cage at first.
1: Oh man, that means is Perrin not going to have his Aiel love interest?
0: I don't think so because it looks like uh, it looks like he releases her. Okay, damn. So I think that's what they're going to do because I think he she says something to him like do you want to see Blacksmith or something like that? I don't know.
1: Oh, I think she says, uh, do you like to dance? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. So interesting to see what's happening next week. Mm. I can't wait. How do you feel about this episode overall? And then what are your wheels? Okay. I i'm gonna i'm
1: gonna choose to rate it based on everything other than the land scenes because okay. if I take those into consideration, I feel like it will significantly drag down my rating mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if I ignore those, i'm gonna give it four and a half wheels
0: okay I'm gonna give it three wheels this episode
1: mm interesting okay. and
0: it barely it could have gotten lower. Because I was really annoyed about the land scenes. They were very annoying. I was over them beyond. But when the third. And I had a visceral, out loud reaction when the third land scene started and they were meditating. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Enough. And also, I really am not feeling good about the min reveal thing. I'm not okay. Okay. But there well, was we'll enough see what happens. Yeah, there was enough other things that happened in this episode I loved with Lanfear and Celine that yeah. kept it at a, at a 3. Oh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens.
1: Yeah. I'm excited for the I'm sad that we're already halfway through the season. Oh my
0: god, is it 8 or 10 episodes? It's 8. Disgusting. Not okay. I know. I know it's not okay. <laughs>
1: Well, my love language is podcast reviews and subscriptions. So if you'd like to show us a little love, please subscribe to our show and go write a review.
0: That's right. And most people try a podcast at all because someone recommended it. So if you are enjoying our show, which must be if you're still listening, please tell all your friends about it.
1: And if you've got a secaroni, go on social media and you can find us at cool Story Pod on Instagram and cool Story Pod one on Twitter. And you can email us at CoolStoryPod at gmail.com.
0: And if you have a macaroni, just eat it, it's delicious. <laughs> we have a Patreon, you should check it out. It's patreon.com slash and you get great bonus episodes where we see things like games, we review movies, other macaroni macaroni type fun things. Who was the guy who put a feather in his hat and called it macaroni?
1: I don't, I've never oh, understood that.
0: Okay, what, what does that mean, put a feather in your hat and call it macaroni? Don't ask me, but I love macaroni and I love cheese toodles. <laughs> Great. Uh,
1: if you want you can buy us a copy and buy me at buymeacoffee.com. slash and Map. You're really missing out. You're only getting half the story if you're not watching Inspect.
0: Uh, That's right. Uh, thanks for listening to Cool Story.
1: <laughs> see you next uh, see you next week. For real this time. For real Bye. Bye.